Well, hey there, sweet difference maker. I hope you are well at the time of the release of this episode. It is the end of February and we have to get real here and talk about some sight word identification problems that we're having among our students. If you teach children to read, this idea of sight word identification is so, so important. And guess what? We are in the final stretch of the school year. We have to address this now or never. I know you see their struggles. I see my students' struggles as well. But now what? What do we do at this point of the year to help them reach their goals? That is what this episode number 35 is all about. We're talking getting smart with sight word intervention. We can still get them there if we are strategic with what we do from this point on and make good decisions that can help those sight words stick. If this sounds like something that can bring a little relief to your life in this moment, I urge you, teacher, to stick around for today. Are you ready? You are tuned in to the Primary Teacher Podcast. Now, if your job description doesn't consist of teaching little people to read, develop, succeed, and grow, you're probably in the wrong place. But if you do teach kindergarten, first, or second grade, well, you're what we call a difference maker, and you're among friends here. And now, your host, primary teacher, content creator, and little people fanatic, Tony Mullins. I hope you're holding on to your britches, teacher, because this year is absolutely flying by. And if you're not sure what britches are, that is our country word here in Kentucky for your pants. Hold on to your britches. Anywho, today I want to address sight word intervention. At the time of this release, more than likely this is something you are thinking about as you see some of your students struggling in this area. I know you're wondering how are you going to get them to that big magic number of sight words they are required to know. We'll get there in just a moment, I promise, but I have to give a listener shout out today. My heart will not let me pass this up because one listener left such a wonderful review and I just have to tell them thank you so much. The review is titled A Breath of Fresh Air. Hi, Teacher Tony. I have stumbled across your podcast and love, love, love it. I am returning to the classroom after being a stay-at-home mom for 17 years and am trying to gather all the information I can so I am not too far behind. Thank you for your podcasts. They are full of helpful and encouraging information and you can feel your joy through your voice. There are so many disgruntled teachers out there, especially especially when they are near my age. So I am thrilled to have found a happy, joyful spot of my day when listening to your podcast. What an amazing compliment, and that absolutely aligns with my goal for the podcast. 
I want to uplift you, teacher, so that you can be joyful in what you do to have the ultimate impact on your students. And although that listener did not leave their name, I would just love to reach out and give you a virtual hug right now. That absolutely made my day. If you are listening and you would like to uplift me in the same way this listener has, please leave a review on the podcast. Everyone loves a pick-me-up from time to time, and those reviews really keep me encouraged to keep on going, to keep showing up for you each week. If you find time to do that, I would so, so appreciate it, teacher. With that, let me give you some advice about getting smart with sightword intervention. So we're in the final stretch of the school year, but some of our kids don't have their sight word identification in check. You've seen their struggles all year long, but suddenly it is all piled up and you're feeling nervous and anxious and maybe even a little guilty for not addressing it sooner. First of all, don't feel bad. We have so many obstacles in front of us from day to day. It's very easy to let these things slip through the cracks. To get us started, I want to share some embarrassing information about myself. So I have this tiny house with my tiny little office. This is where I try to escape from the four kids, the dog, and sometimes even the husband to get a little work done. Unfortunately, my office is also the catch-all room, the junk room in the house, basically. Do you have one of those in your house, too? Well, imagine piling all of that junk up in the place where you were supposed to be productive. Most of the time, I totally ignore the piling up part of things. I'll find something in the house that needs a new place and I'll just bring it in here and sit it down somewhere out of the way. And that happens over and over and over. As you can see, this could quickly become a problem, but for the most part, I'm really good at ignoring it. I can be deep in my work and pay no attention to the complaints complete mess that is around me. This can go on for days and days and weeks and even months before suddenly I look around the room and I'm completely overwhelmed with all of the things. I reach my point of not being able to ignore it anymore. It's not that I don't care about my office and want it to be tidy, but sometimes other things are more important and steal my attention away. Sometimes it is so bad, the show hoarders on television would probably love to get a peek in here, but that's not the point of today. I tell you these things because I know that this same scenario happens to you as a teacher when it comes to seeing the deficiencies of your students. We go through the school year teaching mostly whole group lessons, and it's sometimes too easy for us to ignore that some of our students are terribly behind. So at this point of the school year, that is exactly where my mentality lies right now when it comes to my struggling readers, and more specifically, those students who are struggling with sight work 
word identification. This can be a big overwhelming problem when you really sneak in there and look around and see what your students are not able to do at this point of the school year. So if you are feeling the same way that I am at this point, I am here to offer a little hope and advice. I've been here before. It's very familiar ground for me. And I want you to know that the first most important thing we can do is to finally reach this point of making a change before it's too late. Pretend that this situation is just like my tiny office and the junk piled up around you is about to fall and crush your soul. Okay, let's not go that far, but you get the point. Now it is time to make a change. You can do it. We still have time. And I want to encourage you to get smart with intervention at this point and make decisions that will truly impact and help your students improve. Let me start with this little bit of information. Sight word identification is the lowest level of learning. If you think back to Bloom's taxonomy, which is something I'm sure you've heard of, in the pyramid of the different levels of learning on the very bottom is the word remember. When dealing with sight words, just realize that every student can do it. Every student in your classroom can remember these words. They can do it. We just have to make the decisions that will get them there. So that is just a little bit of encouragement in case you're looking at this giant list of words and you're feeling overwhelmed. They can do it if you, the teacher, make the right decisions. So today I am going to share with you my three keys for effective and successful sight word intervention. These concepts are irreplaceable and cannot be ignored if your students are to this point of the school year where they need intense instruction. Get ready to make some changes if needed to get them there to help them be successful. So the first thing I want to encourage you to do is to plan and execute assessment-driven small groups for sight word identification. This area of sight word ID is so important. We cannot rely on our whole group instruction anymore at this point to help our students be successful. I know what you're thinking. It's hard to find time in the day and to keep all the other students busy, but this is absolutely necessary. When we're teaching whole group and we're all practicing together, it's really hard to notice trends and to see the deficiencies of your students. We're basically oblivious to the problem until we get down into small groups and see what each child is actually able to do. The great thing is, is once you start these small groups or even one-to-one, you'll see trends and you'll be able to fix them very, very quickly. So look at your data 
day, look at your schedule and carve out time somewhere to have small group sight word practice. Choose some less important tasks to put to the side. This is crunch time. You have to decide what is most important and focus on that from here on out. And if you're really sure you cannot find time, it may be time to ask for some help to find a parent volunteer or maybe someone in the building that has a little span of time that they would donate to help your students become better at reading their sight words. So we have to get that small group in there somewhere. Schedule it and do it every day. On top of that, make sure these groups are assessment driven. Give your sight word tests, see which words your students need help with, and group them by their similarities. For many years, I have used a rainbow sight word system. I take my big list of words that students must know in the school year, and it divides them down into colors. I also give my assessments based on this color. So, for example, if I have students that have not mastered their red word cards, this is exactly what I would focus on for that group. It really helps the students to attain a small goal that is geared towards helping them to learn all the words on the list. It makes it less overwhelming for them and for me as the teacher. So in that same way, take the assessment that you use, cut down your big list and focus on a small group of words. Once your students master those, move up to the next level and be sure to celebrate each success with them. So the number one key in getting smart with sight word identification is to have assessment driven small group instruction. This is non-negotiable at this point of the year. You have to find time to really zone in on small groups and make sure they are getting the best bang for your buck by focusing on the words they need help with the most. Key number two here is definitely, without a doubt, consistency and repetition. I talk about this all the time time because it is really a cornerstone in my teaching and my success as a teacher. Remember that consistency means that you do the same thing every day. You do it over daily. So plan your groups in a way that allows for you not to miss them. Put them high on your priority list. Now, repetition means doing the same thing over and over and over within that group. So when planning your activities, really try your hardest to find quick bang for your buck things to do that give them that exposure. Forget the cutesy and Pinterest perfect activities if you are planning your groups. We don't have time for cute. We have to get the job done. And simpler is better here because you have less instructions to give and more of the actual learning. One game I love to play is actually included in the Rainbow Words packet that I'll link in the show notes and it's called zap you can actually make this game with some index cards so don't feel pressure to buy anything here but you take those sight words and you put them on cards and within that deck of cards you have some cards that say in all capital letters zap 
in your groups, you go around the circle pulling cards and having students read the words from the cards. If they get the word correct, they get to keep their card. But if you come upon a zap card, that means that zap card steals away all the cards they have collected. And all of the other students shout out, zap! It's so simple and so effective because I have several copies of whatever group of words were working on in that deck. So if we are on red words, all the words in that card are red. So it is being repeated over and over and over. When it comes to that repetition, it's also very smart to give students several ways to practice one single word. Another resource that I've created that I always use is called Intensive Sight Word Practice. This is a worksheet that has seven different ways to practice one word. So they spell and say the word, they rainbow color, find and circle, trace, write, write, read, and color, and then cut and paste. That repetition really brings home that word for the students. They've seen it so many times, it really starts to forge its way into their memory. But whatever activities you choose to use, just remember to ask yourself, am I being consistent with my groups? And within my groups, am I repeating things enough to give students the exposure to the words that they need. Don't be cute, be smart and strategic, and that will get the job done. So that was key number two. Now let's move on to the final and definitely just as important key into being smart with sight word intervention, and that is having multi-sensory activities that meet all learning styles. You probably know that every group of kids is made up of different types of learning styles. Whether that is visual, kinesthetic, or auditory, or any mixture of those three. Personally, I don't have time to determine exactly who is what kind of learning style, so I make sure to incorporate all three into most of my teaching. The thing about sight word identification is that this is a highly visual skill. Most kids can memorize these words by sight. That is why more than likely the most of your students are doing okay with sight word ID and you are focusing on this small group of students who are having difficulties. We have to make adjustments for these other learning styles. So how do we make this visual skill of seeing and recognizing sight words meet those kinesthetic and auditory learners? Well, it's actually very very simple. First of all, to make it more kinesthetic, we just have to incorporate movement. Now, I do know that you can do Play-Doh mats and blocks and things like that. I'm not discouraging those, but be sure to think about your time. But a very quick way to really help these learners is to add some movement. Personally, I like to use sight word signals. I've talked about those before. That is just where you add emotion in a quick chant along with the word to bring it context and to help your kinesthetic learners remember the word. The word find is one of my favorites. We say find your belly button, find, find, 
find find. And while we're saying that, the students are sticking their finger where their belly button is on their shirt. They're touching and remembering. You can find my list of pre-primer signals in my sight word engagement guide, which I will link down in the show notes. If you already have my engagement guide, listen closely. I've also added an update to it to help you get some more fun and movement in there with your word practice. I have included some body spelling task cards in there. You can print these out, cut them up, put them in a pile or on a ring, and this is going to give you some fun go-to ways to practice the spelling of your sight words. So for example, you'll find one with some weightlifting on there. Students pretend to lift the weights while they say the letters, and then they flex their muscle to say the word. So for the word find, they're lifting F-I- N, D, they pull down their arms and flex, show those muscles and say, find. I also use this strategy for spelling words to bring a little movement and kinesthetic learning in there. So you can use this in many ways, but you will find that in the new updated engagement guide. We also have to meet the needs of those auditory learners. The easiest and most engaging way to do that is to sing our sight words. In that free engagement guide, you'll also find tunes to songs that will help you very easily and quickly sing sight words. So as an example, three letter words like the word C will sound like this. S-E-E, S-E-E, that spells C, that spells C. And I'll save your ears a little trouble and stop right there. But I love, love, love singing sight words. It really puts that word deep in their memory. I've already done an episode and complete blog post about sight word engagement. You can read more about that by following the link I'll include in the show notes. And finally, another auditory way to practice sight words is to use silly voices. This is another tool in that engagement guide. It's a voice choice board that has all of these characters that students can use to spell their words out loud. I use this with my second graders every single day, and I will tell you that their favorite voice is the yell voice. Yes, they get to yell out their spelling words and it is torture for me because it's so loud, but you can bet that every single student is engaged. So if the word is fine, it sounds like this. F-I-N-D. Find. And even though for those few minutes I am being tortured with all of that noise, it really is effective. Some other voices you'll find are the grouchy voice, the baby voice, ghost, pirate, all those different characters. You can get that for free, print it out, and have that during your small groups to use. And you'll be surprised just how fun and engaging it is for your students to get to practice work this way. So those are just a few tips on how to really meet all of those learners and their very unique learning styles. Really thinking about our learners in this way when choosing activities is such a smart move, especially considering that they are behind at this point with all of the other ways we've already practiced. So just be inventive and think through this perspective. 
effective. And that wraps up my third and final key for getting smart with sight word intervention. Just a reminder that you can overcome this overwhelm and you can still help your students be successful. You just have to reach that point of saying, it's time to clean up this mess. Alrighty, sweet teacher, that wraps up episode number 35. I am so sorry. I am such a geek about things like sight words, but I hope my nerdiness has helped you today and that you walk away with some new strategies to use and a new perspective about sight word intervention. You can find all of this information and the resources mentioned at teachertony.com forward slash sight word. R-T-I. If you want to learn more about sight word engagement and really understand the tools that I mentioned, be sure to go back and listen to episode number 13, which is all about sight word engagement. That was another fun episode that will give you some more insight into how our students learn these sight words and why we should incorporate these other strategies. With that, I bid you good luck and farewell. I totally believe that you can do this. Set out, make a plan, and get it done, sweet teacher. I am rooting for you always. Until we meet again, go make a difference teacher friend.